Okay, this is Triple M's homegrown. We go right around the country. I've got to say, this is a massive privilege for me. I've been such a fan of this guy for so many years. And I mean, how many people can say that they've not been, not only been in one of the biggest bands in the world, but two? Simon Wright, of course. I'm talking about careers with Dio, of course. ACDC, he's coming home not long now, October, Metal Gods, uh, with Ripper Owens, of course, from Judas Priest. What a show it's going to be, uh, the demand for this, and people are so excited. I can welcome Simon Wright joining me right now. How are you, man? Hello, Matt. How are you, man? Okay. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Hey, you're coming back to Australia. Was the last time you were here... Was it 2017? I think it was, yeah. I always love coming to Australia, uh, doing the Bomb But Not Forgotten. Yes. Um, saluting uh, hero Bon Scott. Yeah. And uh, I can't, I'm really looking forward to getting back there. Is part of that because, you know, this show, you know, you're playing with members of, you know, like yourself, ACDC, Dio, and Judas Priest. You know, they're a pretty unique kind of fan. They're quite loyal, passionate, almost culty in a way. It is. It really is. It brings it all home. You know, it makes it, you know, it makes it all kind of worth it. And to meet everybody, you know, meet people and stuff who have loved Ronnie and, uh, you know, ACDC, yeah. obviously, and UFO and Queen Lake. Mm. It, it's really marvellous. Absolutely, man. Now, I'd like to talk to you about uh, your audition for ACDC. I've got some audio here I'd like to play of Bond's audition. He had lined up a couple of bottles of, bottles of bourbon. Somebody had given him some dope or something. It was that, and somebody had put out some speed somewhere, and he, he downed these bottles of bourbon. And I said to Malcolm, I said, Jesus, this guy can walk, let alone sing, it's going to be something. <laughs> now I've got some audio from Brian's first audition. I just started playing pool with the guys. <laughs> well, I felt a bit more comfortable. That was a little bit uh, intimidated. But as soon as I went upstairs, uh, it was great. When, when I told him who I was, I remember Mal reached down behind his amplifier, and he went, here, there's a bottle of Brownell for you, Newcastle Brownell, where I come from, and I felt really comfortable straight away. Can you talk about your first audition for ACDC? Well, it, it, it wasn't quite as similar to Bond, <laughs> think, but uh, <laughs> God bless him. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, more closer to Brian's. You know, I mean, they made me feel. You know, I did a, an audition. You know, with the drum tech, and then it, I, they called me back, and I went in the, to the room, and there's Angus and Mal and, and and Cliff and stuff and everything. But they're just with normal guys. You know, I mean, there was no rock star shit going on. You know, they mm -hmm. were superb. You know, it was. They made everything so much easier. You know, and uh, we got to play in, and then I tapped Mal on the shoulder after he finished, and I went. Does this mean I'm in the band? You know, yeah, it looks like it, doesn't it? So, <laughs> no, you can't make this shit up, can you? I mean, you know, it was amazing. I, I, you know, I can't give them enough thanks for what they, what a ride they put me on. Absolutely. And can you talk to me what it was like playing drums and being there and you've got Malcolm and Angus, these amps, like powerful, powerful band. Like what it was like kind of, was it hard get straight away? Was it what you thought it would be? Were you playing faster? Were you playing slower? Were you conscious of what you were doing? Like, talk about the the playing in ACDC for you. Well, it was. I'd never heard guitars like that before. I mean, I hadn't been in a lot of a lot of bands and stuff, but the the crunch and the and the tone and everything that was associated with 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 the rhythm section of DC and then Angus on top of it, it, it was just marvelous. It, it was it was so easy to play to. I mean. And it sounded fantastic. It was like a, it was like a train, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I was 
very lucky, and uh, it was an amazing time. Do you, me- <clears throat> do you remember the first yeah. song you played? What What was the song in the audition, the first one? Oh, in the audition, I yeah. think it was Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. Whoa, um, yeah, right. Which is a bit, yeah, because it's a bit tricky, you know, we got the stops in it and yeah. stuff, but I would just let it start up again and catch up with it and stuff. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, the drum tech being drum as well, he kind of appreciated that. He thought, oh, well, this guy's thinking, you know. Yeah, so. <laughs> cool. Man, so explain what it's like. Like, okay, you're, yeah. in the, you're in the band and then you start playing these shows and there's such a high expectation for an ACDC live show, especially back then. What, what was it like? Did you feel a lot of pressure? Because it's like, you know, you're not playing these small gigs. You're playing these huge stadiums to, you know, real diehard fans. Was it hard at the start? It, 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 they made it easy. I mean, it was like, a, you know, it was like hanging out at the pub, you know, except we weren't drinking much before we played. But mm. afterwards, you know, obviously. But, you know, they were, they were full of laughs. It was lots of laughs and stuff like that. And, it, you know, you, you knew you had a job to do and stuff like that and everything. And, yeah. um, yeah, no, it, it was a little bit of pressure, obviously. You know, I think the first show we did was in Vancouver, Canada. You know, when you get through that, you know, you, 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 you're kind of flying, you know. Yeah. It's, um, wonderful times, wonderful. Talk to me about what it was like being in the studio, in the, the, the creative process with, with the band. How, how did that kind of work? Well, Malcolm and Angus would bring in demos and stuff of ideas, and those ideas would change and stuff. It would, we would rehearse. Uh, go through this stuff and the ideas and might be looking for a middle eight or a, or a chorus or something, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, you just, you just work at it and stuff until, until it's right. I love that. And, and the recording, it was everyone in the same room while you're getting, getting your takes. Yeah. 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 We, it was all about the feel. Yeah. You know, there were, there were no clicks. It was just getting that right kind of feel for it, like hammering it down and stuff like that, you know, like, like all those bands before would do it and stuff and mm. the real way to do it, you know. Was there like a, a favorite moment you had in the studio that you can remember with the band? There were there were a few. I mean, um, you know, getting down who made who was really cool. We got the groove kind of right on that one. Yeah. There were there were little moments where you go, Ah, that 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 sounds good, you know. And <laughs> and sometimes you don't even realise you're doing three, four takes and stuff and you're just going Okay, well, you know, you just got to think about it a little bit more and then nail it, you know. Yeah. It's good. It's a good thing. It's not a problem. It's it's playing with those guitars and Brian would come in and uh, do a guide vocal for us pretty much every time, which yeah. is great. Ronnie James Dio would do that as well all the time. So mm. it's a big help, you know, when guys come in and sing and help you out that way, you know. Absolutely. And uh, looking at your tour schedule as well, we're... What were some kind of what were some of your favorite moments on stage with the band? Were there like a gig that you nearly missed? You made it just in time, and you know what kind of favorite moments with ACDC? Oh, there were there were a lot. You know, I mean, there were times I remember. You know, a lot of the traveling that we did too. We ended up in like I think Finland or or Sweden, and 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 not musical, you know, like not musical moments. We were all waiting in line to get on this ferry, and Brian gets out of the bus and he starts directing traffic. Because <laughs> they didn't have a fucking clue what they were doing, <laughs> so Brian's out there. This uh, over here, over here, left, left, right. You know? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, there was a lot of crazy moments. It was just so hilarious. It was a funny time, a magic time. Uh, yeah, that's... You know, and then the shows too. Yeah. Rock in Rio, and we did um, 
Oh. Uh, Castle Donington too in England. It was just great. You know, come on. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Talk, talk to us about the decision when you left ACDC um, and, and then Dio. Like what, what that whole process was like. No, it was just, you know, I, I um, just come to a point where I needed to do something else. I mm. mean, sounds crazy, you know, being one of the biggest rock and roll bands in the world, but, you know, it, it, you know, being a human being, you know, you have to, you know, kind of figure out your own shit that's going on. And yeah. I just needed to move on. It was, it was really simple. There were no big dramas. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to move and um, uh, find Ronnie and stuff and, you know, be in his band. So it worked out really good. There was no big dramas or, or anything going on there. So it was, it worked out great. And I suppose it's one of those things too, isn't it? Like you said, you know, you're, you kind of, you're in this machine, aren't you? You'll get a tour schedule that'll be like, you're doing this, 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 and this. And I guess you don't really have much kind of control over it when it's happening. I, I, I mean, I imagine that's what it's like. And like you said, like mentally, yeah. health-wise, it just must take it out of you. And, you know, you, you want to be with your family, you want to see your friends, but, you know, you don't have much control over that, I guess. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it was like a, an endless stream of tour dates there. There was some time off and stuff, and the wives would come out and, and stuff. And that was really good, mm. you know, um, but it is that thing. You, get, you, you But I'm not complaining because good God, I mean, of course. You know, but you know, if you keep doing it and you keep doing it, 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 it kind of, but, but that wasn't the main thing. The main thing was that I really wanted to move on playing a bit more and stuff like that. And it's yeah. funny because a couple of years after I left, um, you know, I, I, I got, you know, after Ronnie went back to Black Sabbath, I got in a kind of a band that was like ACDC called Rhino Bucket. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was a, that was a joy to play too. Yeah. It was just that point time and it's got nothing bad to say about them or anything, you know, I mean, they, they just, if Angus called up, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. It, I just needed to just move on. Absolutely, can completely understand. Um, and that's <laughs> and then you know, man, Dio. Like it's it's pretty crazy that people like you're pretty rare that you know people get to be in two hugely successful bands in their career. Well, what were some of the biggest differences you you noticed when you when you joined Dio? Well, uh, you know, with Ronnie, he was more about the drums and the, uh, uh, about you know expanding, you know, letting you fly a little bit. With with the DC, it was straight ahead rock and roll, and I'm not knocking it. That was just amazing. Mm. But you know, at the end there, I wanted to do a bit more, so Ronnie kind of you know, let me do a little bit more. I didn't go crazy. I mean, you know, but I, I definitely got the chance to, you know, talk more about, you know, when we're recording and stuff about the drums and, you know, it was just, um, you know, at that point, cause you kind of grow up, you get a bit older and stuff. So you're looking for something a bit more mm. and uh, that was perfect for me. Well, you that... know, you know, nothing, it was just another avenue to, to drive down. Well, that is a perfect segue into my next question. I'd like you to listen to some audio. This is someone firing on all cylinders. You will recognize this. Simon! Simon Yank! Oh! Hell yeah. Yep. That's the top one. 
That is power right there, my friend. Really? <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> Talk to me, man. Um, I uh, A lot of people watch drum solos and, you know, they're so impressive. I'm a drummer myself. But So do you have any tips uh, for anyone out there who's looking to try a drum solo? They might be playing drums at the moment. Where do you start when you're putting a drum solo together? That's a good question. I've never been asked that question. Um, I don't know. You know, there's some things that fit, when you're playing and you just jump, you know, you're just blasting away. Some things kind of feel good to you and you think, oh, right. Okay. Well, maybe I'll put that in. You know, you just build it as you go along, you know, there's, and there's certain, you kind of, it's kind of like a cheat sheet too. You know, you, you kind of set yourself up to go to another section. Yeah. So you'll hang on that bit that you're doing at the, at the time and, and it will get you to the next section. Mm. You know, that you kind of thought it, it's all a process and it's a process of elimination and fuck ups as well. That's what you I was going to say. You just blast them. Yeah. I mean, the good thing, the good and bad thing, we thought it was a good thing was that we put in like the orchestral bit. And I know it's been done before and I always loved seeing it. I saw Cozy Powell doing 1812, you know, back in Manchester in 77. I mean, yeah. that was just freaking mind blowing. Yeah. But, you know that was, you know, I worked, we worked that out with Ronnie, and we came up with this this other music, uh, classical music, holster planets and stuff, and you know, and there were a few others too, you know, that we figured out and we edited them in the stu- in his studio, so it worked for the solo. And I thought that's a great idea because that makes it, you know, something to to while you're blasting away, you know, you're going to end up at this this huge piece of music, yeah. you know, and stuff, and it made it a bit different. Absolutely, man. Um, there is uh, another bit of audio that I'd like to play. Uh, this album that I just discovered while looking, uh, while researching for this chat, and I love it, man. For people listening, this is uh, butchering the Beatles. <laughs> a metal version, essentially, of Beatles songs. Can you tell me how this came together? Well, I knew a guy uh, who's not with us anymore, Bob Bob Kulik, mm-hmm. um, uh, but but he had an engineer too. Um, oh crap, I forgot his name. Okay. He's a cool guy. Yep. Uh, yeah, there were a bunch of these things that were coming along. I did like three or four of them, um, and then like tribute. I did one that was a tribute to Maiden. Yeah. Uh, there was a tribute to ACDC, which I brought James Morley in yeah. on, which was really good. It, there's a funny story behind that. That uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds because it, you know nobody really notices but it, it, it was to a click track to make things go faster because they had lots of tracks they had to track Yeah, and we came to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and I got about halfway through it and they started freaking out in the control room they go oh my god it, it speeds up yeah. and I'm like what's going on they're like well it's speeding up we, we need to take some time to adjust the click and I'm like well just speed it up and I'll follow it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what's the big problem here? You yeah, know? totally. It was like, well, tell me, man, that the Metal God shows, these look like something special, man. I mean, like a real kind of celebration of all the music that you guys have played. What can we expect from these shows? Yeah, well, it is. I mean, you've got like Tim. I mean, Tim sung with Judas Priest for eight years. Mm. I mean, he did like four four albums. I mean, you know, it's I didn't. I've known him for the longest time, and I didn't even realize he was in Priest for eight years. And he <laughs> can sing his ass off. Yeah, um, great. He is something else. So we're doing all those songs. You know, I mean, like Metal Gods, Breaking the Law, 
we've got the Dio stuff in there as well, intermingled. It's like Rainbow in the Dark and, yeah. you know, all the classic stuff. And, and, and there'll be some soloing as well. So um, it's, it's just geared up to be a great show. Yeah. You know, our friend James Morley put all this together. So, mm. it's, and we've got Joel MacDonald on guitar. Uh, I don't know the other two gentlemen. I haven't met them yet. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's going to be solid. It's going to yeah. be a great night. Well, I, you know, I look at that and I think that that's so cool because look at all these other awesome things you've been able to do rather than being, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket. You've had all this creative freedom with all these other bands. You've got to play more drums with Dio. You've gone on to do your own things. Uh I think it's super exciting, man. I, th- I think your career is one that's just been, you know, so awesome to, you know, to, you know, read about and hear about. And the fact that you're coming here with this show is, is super exciting. So this is my last question to you. With all the bands and all the acts you've played with, if I gave you one challenge right now of putting together a five-piece band with, you can pick, this is a clean slate, you can pick members from ACDC, DO, you know, any band. If you had to make an all-star band out of all the bands you'd been in, who plays what? Let's start with dr- you're on drums. Who plays bass? Uh, that's a good question again. Where do you come up with this stuff? Good <laughs> job. Um, <laughs> um, you, uh, bass. Oh, Cliff, uh, Cliff Williams. Love it. What about uh, rhythm guitar? Oh, he's not with us, is he? Um, no, that's okay. Does doesn't matter if they've passed. Yeah, well, I'd be Mal. Yeah, lead guitar. I'd go. I'd go a bit left left field. I'd go Michael Schenker. Love it, I man. Mean, Love why it. Not, you know? Why not? Why not, man? Yeah. Why, why, why not? not? And uh, let's chuck in. Let's chuck in keys. Oh, that'd be my friend Scott Warren from Dio. Awesome. Now this is the big one. Who's singing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Well, you know, I. I, I don't know. I think Brian's doing okay, but yeah. that would be like a remake of DC. So I'm going to go with Jeff Tate. Awesome, How about man. that? Yeah, awesome, man. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, perfect, dude. I love it. Um, hey, Simon, thanks so much for yeah. taking time out, man. We can't wait to have you back in Australia. It's been awesome to, uh, to meet you and to chat to you. It's been, it's been really enjoyable, man. So enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you when you're here. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Matthew. Take care, mate. See you, you too. there.